Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Tool. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Tool. We're in the middle of our Christmas series on Christmas gifts, Christmas gifts. And of course, Sunday, uh, we looked at our gifts to God, our gift to God. And of course, it starts with our heart. Our goal is God. Our goal is God. Uh, it starts with our heart, but it overflows in our giving. Uh, their gift was gold. Talking about the wise men, the gold, frankincense, uh, myrrh. For uh, months and miles, they, they traveled to, to worship and to sacrifice, and it, it brought rejoicing and celebration. Uh, well, today, it's not our gift to God. It's our gift to each other. And of course, Sunday, God's gift to us. God's gift to us. John 3.16, invite someone for that, uh, if you will. Uh, someone that may not know Christ as their Savior, an unbeliever, or someone that uh, needs a church, but, but plan on that. Uh, uh, Sunday morning, uh, John 3.16. But again, uh, tonight, the greatest gift you can give to another person is the gift of forgiveness. The gift uh, of forgiveness, and it's such a Christmas thought uh, in Matthew chapter 1, verse 20, when uh, the angel came to Joseph and said, Fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for uh, that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. She shall bring forth a son, thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. He forgives us. Uh, he forgives us, and because of that, we should forgive each other. The greatest gift uh, you'll give another person uh, is that gift uh, of forgiveness. And of course, we're in Luke chapter 17. Uh, the next passage on Wednesday night, uh, Luke chapter 17 says, Then said he unto his disciples, It is impossible, but that offenses will come. But woe unto him through whom they come. Uh, it were better for him that a millstone hanged about his neck and be cast into the sea than that he should offend uh, one of these little ones. Take heed to yourselves. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him, and if he repent, forgive him, forgive him. And uh, if he trespass against thee seven times in a day, seven times in a day, turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive. Thou shalt forgive him. And the apostles said unto the Lord, if that be the case, uh, if that be the case, uh, the disciples said unto the Lord, increase our faith. Uh, he's heading to Jerusalem, the holy city. Uh, where he'll be mocked by man, he'll be uh, unjustly tried, he'll be uh, spit on, he'll have nails driven through his hands, his feet, he'll die for our sins. He's headed there knowing full well what awaits him uh, there. And as he's traveling, he's teaching, he's traveling, he's teaching, he's traveling there, uh, and he's teaching us. Put down number one, uh, a word about offending. Uh, a word about offending or a word about offenses, verse number one. Then said he unto the disciples, it is impossible, it is impossible but that, it is impossible but that offenses will come, problems will happen, troubles will take place, hard words will be hurled, pains will penetrate the heart, and the only way to have long-term relationships, number one, get your mind around, your heart around, it is impossible but that offenses will come. In this world ye shall have tribulation. Uh, brethren, uh, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is, which is to try you. Yea, and all that will of godly shall suffer uh, persecution. In fact, Christ said, uh, if they persecuted me, they will persecute you. And so a word about offenses, they'll come. Uh, they'll come. 
hey, you're going to have an opportunity to practice forgiveness. Uh, you have an opportunity even, uh, I'm sure now during this time, uh, to practice forgiveness. Verse 1, it is impossible but that offenses will come, but woe unto him through whom they come. It were better that a millstone hanged around his neck cast into the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. Hey, don't be the one offending. Be the one forgiving. Don't be the one offending. Be the one forgiving. Be careful not to offend. Be quick to forgive. A church setting should be one of the easiest places to have clean accounts, to have short records, because we should be careful about uh, about offending, making sure we're not offending, careful about offending. But uh, also, uh, we need to be quick about forgiving. Quick about forgiving. But all too often in the church setting, uh, instead of it being the easiest place to have clean accounts, to be careful about offending, to be quick about forgiving, uh, instead so many have hardened hearts, uh, rooted themselves in bitterness, never extending forgiveness, uh, and sinking to the bottom of that goal of misery still carrying offenses from years gone by, uh, even at times carrying someone else's uh, offenses from years gone uh, by. And so number one, if you'll write it down, there's a word about offending. Offenses will come. It's impossible but that uh, offenses will come. Uh, and he quickly goes to, if that be the case, if that be the case, then a word about forgiving. Look at verse 3. Take heed to yourselves, if thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him, or talk to him, or be willing to have an uncomfortable conversation with him, uh, rebuke him. Uh, and if he repent, forgive him. Uh, if he repent, forgive him. Uh, the rabbis taught that uh, if a man forgave the same person, the same offense, three times in his lifetime, three times in his life, that's more than could be asked. Uh, that person is a perfect man uh, to uh, forgive. The same person, the same offense, three times in a lifetime. But look at what Christ said. Verse 4, And if he trespass against thee, not three times in a lifetime, but seven times in a day. <laughs> uh, not three times in a lifetime, but seven times in a day. Uh, and seven times in a day, turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. At 9 o'clock, he offends. And then he says, boy, would you forgive me? And you forgive. And then at 11 o'clock, he offends. Same offense. And then he says, boy, I'm sorry, made a mistake. Would you forgive me? And you forgive. And then at 1 o'clock, he offends. And then 3 o'clock, he offends. And then 5 o'clock, he offends. And then 7 o'clock, he offends. And then at 9 o'clock, he offends. Same uh, offense. Uh, and all of those times, he says, boy, I'm sorry, my bad, uh, my bad. It kind of causes me to question whether it's true repentance number one, and then to understand it's not about true repentance on his part, it's about total forgiveness on my part. Uh, seven times in a day, seven times in a day, they must have been blown away. Not three times in a lifetime, but seven times in a day. It really does cause me to think about, uh, in Matthew 18, then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft? Shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? Till seven times? I, I do think that he was uh, alluding to this passage in Luke, seven times in a day, seven times in a day. And then he said, how oft should my brother uh, offend against me, trespass against me, and I forgive? Seven times? 22. 
Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. And so where the rabbis said three times uh, in a lifetime, uh, the Lord said no, seven times in a day. Seven times uh, in a day. And then Mark's account says, well, uh, let me put it this way, 490 times, 70 times 7, 70 times 7, and it's not the sense of, uh, well, that was uh, 470 times 7, 490 times, and it's not, well, uh, okay, that was 487, you wait, three more, you're done. Uh, that's 488, oh, wait, 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 two more, you're done. Uh, 489, oh, wait, wait, two more, one more, one more. No, it's not about that, it's about we should be so ready to forgive so filled with God's grace and mercy and love and forgiveness that when someone offends us, when someone offends us, what splashes out of us is forgiveness for them. Three times in a lifetime, rabbis would say. Seven times in a day, uh, they're in Luke. And then 70 times seven, 490 times. And look at their response in verse number five. And the apostles said unto the Lord, Lord, increase our faith. Lord, increase our faith. It's interesting that on the backside of this, don't forgive just one time. Don't forgive just three times in a lifetime, but seven times in a day. Seven times in a day. And it's not about his true repentance. Is he really sorry for that? Hey, it's the same offense seven times in a day. Boy, it's not about his authentic repentance. It's about your authentic forgiveness. Wait, for me, I would have thought they would have said, well, uh, if that's the case, then Lord, you're going to have to increase my forgiveness because I can't forgive that much. Or uh, Lord, you're going to have to increase my love because I'm not sure I can uh, love that much. But instead they said, hey, for us to do that, Lord, increase our faith, our faith. But now number three, a a word about offending, it's impossible but that offenses will come in your home, in your relationship, at church, at work. They're going to be there. And that's why he gave us a word about forgiving. Not three times in a lifetime, but seven times in a day, 490 at times. Boy, just forgive and forgive and forgive. But then he gives us a word about faith. Boy, if I'm going to forgive that much, Lord, increase my faith. Lord, increase my faith. Increase my faith. And think with me. Uh, You can love someone and still sever a relationship with someone. Uh, You can even have forgiveness towards someone, uh, but to reconcile fully, uh, it always takes faith. Think with me. Uh, After this uh, exercise, and not one time, not three times, seven times, 70 times, seven, 490 times, boy, forgive, just be forgiving. Lord, increase our faith because if I forgive that person, who's going to correct them? If I forgive that person, then who's going to teach them? If I forgive that person, then who's going to get even with them? Who's going to settle the score with them? If I forgive them, then how will I get repaid from them? And I'll be vulnerable again the next time by them. Or I'm not going to forgive because they have to pay. I'm not going to forgive because who's going to protect me? I'm not going to forgive because I'll be vulnerable again. I'll get hurt again. I'll I'll be cut open again. Hey, I'm not going to forgive. You know that, uh, again, well, you can have love and not forgive. Uh, You can even have mercy and grace and be reluctant to forgive. 
But it takes faith. It takes faith to trust God and allow God to settle whatever score needs to be settled to to make sure that he teaches them, hey, I don't have to teach them. God can teach them. I have faith in him, and that's what allows me to forgive and again forgive and again forgive and again forgive. Faith is what allows us to forgive constantly. Faith is what allows us to forgive unconditionally. I need faith to trust God that he'll take care of me. I need faith to trust God that he'll settle the score. Uh, I need to trust God as I forgive. I need to have faith in God uh, as I extend mercy. I need to lean on God's protection as I show grace. I need to have faith uh, as I restore them. Yes, I'll become vulnerable again. And yes, uh, I'm open to that same offense again. And yes, uh, I I, I may be getting hurt uh, again. But if I have faith in God, if I trust God, if I wholly rely upon God, well, he's heading to Jerusalem. Uh, He's going to be unjustly tried. He's going to be falsely accused. He's going to be rejected by crowds. Uh, He's going to be laughed at, spit upon, mocked, scourged, crucified. He's going to die for our sins. Uh, And as he's traveling, he's teaching, traveling to Jerusalem, knowing full well the horror, knowing full well the brutality, uh, knowing full well uh, the devastation they're going to do to him. Uh, And as he's traveling, he's teaching. Well, I'll soon be showing it. I'll soon be modeling it. I'll soon be displaying it as they mocked him, as they spit upon him, as they cursed him, as they hit him, as they plucked his beard from uh, him. They're offending. They're offending. And he's constantly forgiving. In fact, on the cross he said, Father, forgive them. Father, forgive them. Uh, it's in the present Uh, imperative it means a continual action it's not just a father forgive them one time one time three times in a lifetime seven times in a day 490 times boy it has that sense of yes 490 times yes seven times in a day Uh, forgive them and forgive them and forgive them and forgive them Uh, they spit on him i forgive you they mock him i forgive you they cursed him i forgive you they hit him i forgive you Pluck his beard from him. I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive you. Father, forgive them. And then on the back side, when Paul penned the epistle of Ephesians, God turns to us and says, Now be ye kind, one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. And haven't we already seen in Luke chapter 6, Therefore, be merciful, just as, just as your Father also is merciful. And so Christ says, uh, we need to forgive in a greater way. Uh, We need to forgive more often than we ever have, more unconditionally than we ever have. Uh, And the disciples said, well, if that be the case, then Lord, uh, increase our faith. Increase our faith. Uh, I do think it's interesting that where uh, Christ could have just performed a miracle here uh, and increased their faith, or Uh, He could have touched them, performed a miracle uh, here. But instead, he simply says, look at verse 6. And the Lord said in response to them saying, increase our faith. And he says, it's not about increasing uh, your faith. It's about you expressing uh, your faith. Look at verse 6. And the Lord said, if ye had faith, or if you're saved, you do have faith. 
If you're born again, you do have faith. If ye have faith as the grain of a mustard seed, it's not about increasing it and making it larger. You have enough faith now. Since you have faith as the grain of a mustard seed, you might say unto the sycamore tree, sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root, be thou planted in the sea, and it shall obey you. If you're saved, if you're born again, basically he's saying you already have faith. It's by grace are we saved, through faith, through faith, through faith. If you're saved, you have faith. If you're born again, you have faith. And so he's not saying uh, uh, you need to enlarge it, but we simply need to exercise the faith that we already have. I don't think these are just arbitrary words that he selected capriciously, throwing out words. Boy, very intentional, very intentional words. Look at it, verse, verse number six. Since ye have faith as the grain of a mustard seed, Mustard, seed. And of course, Luke 8 says the seed is the word of God. Uh, Peter said, being born again, not of corruptible seed, corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God. The word of God, the seed is the word of God. Uh, and faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And so if you're saved, if you're born again, you already have that faith. And as I read God's word, hear God's word like we are tonight, since you have faith, you already do. As the grain of a mustard seed, the word of God, the seed, the word of God, ye can, you can say, uh, under the sycamore tree, be thou plucked up by the root. Uh, now again, they're intentional words. Seed, word of God. You do have faith. Uh, it's from the word of God. Uh, and now root, that, that root. Uh, true forgiveness uproots any bitterness. Hebrews chapter 12. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root root of bitterness, lest any root, root of bitterness, root of unforgiveness, springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. If we don't forgive, it's going to fester. If we don't forgive, it's going to fester, and that's what unforgiveness produces, uh, hard memories and harsh thoughts and wait, emotional when you think back on, uh, emotional when you, when you go back to you haven't uprooted that. You haven't uprooted that. Uh, and that's what unforgiveness produces. It has a root of bitterness, a root that grows and keeps getting larger until we truly uproot it. Uh, if you've ever uh, done uh, pulling up dandelions, pulling up dandelions, they have this kind of a pitchfork, smaller teeth, two teeth. Uh, you need to get down to the root. If you don't get down to the root, that dandelion's going to come back. That dandelion's going to come back. That memory, that hardness, that bitterness, that harshness, those negative thoughts, hey, they're going to come back unless you uproot that. Look at verse 6. And the Lord said, if or since you have faith as the grain of a mustard seed, word of God, seed is the word of God, uh, we have faith as a grain of a mustard seed. Uh, you might say unto the sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root, that root of unforgiveness, that root of bitterness, uh, and be thou planted in the sea. Be thou planted in the sea. Uh, again, very intentional words. Uh, that's how God forgives us. Micah chapter 7, verse 19. Thou wilt cast all their sins uh, into the depths of the sea. Thou wilt cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. And if you want to see how complete his forgiveness is of us, he casts all of our sins into the depths of the sea. And then describing heaven in Revelation 21, he says there's going to be no more sea there. He forgives us completely, uh, unconditionally, totally. 
those sins are gone and forgotten. Well, he didn't have that memory of. He chooses to forget those. Uh, he didn't have that negative thought about. Uh, he doesn't carry that offense with him. Well, he casts them into the depths of the sea, and then he casts out the sea from heaven where we'll spend eternity. That root, uproot that. That root, uproot that. Quick forgiveness. Complete forgiveness. Permanent forgiveness. It's not about increasing your faith to do this. It's about releasing your faith to do this. It's not about expanding your faith to do this. It's about expressing your faith in order to do this. And so root. And so seed. But all of these, all of these, very intentional, cast into the sea. That wording, very intentional. And then the word say, say. Look at verse 6. And the Lord said, if ye had faith as a grain of a mustard seed, ye might say, ye might say, uh, under the sycamore tree, that huge barrier blocking, uh, that huge root that's enlarging, that true, uh, that, that, that huge tree that, that's blocking. Hey, you remember when that relationship was close and that relationship was open and that communication uh, could happen unhindered. But now because some root, some root, uh, unwilling to communicate, unwilling to confront, uh, unwilling to have those hard conversations. Hey, that root uh, grew, and now there's a huge barrier. In fact, Matthew chapter 5 says, if you bring your gift to the altar and remember that your brother have ought against you, and you remember your brother has ought against you, then you should close the gap and get that thing right, even if it's him that has ought against you. I like the fact that Mark 11 turns that on its head, and it says, if you have ought against your brother... And so uh, either way, whether it's that person, I don't have a problem with them, they have a problem with me, well, you should go to them. And then in Mark, it says, well, they don't have a problem with me, I have a problem with them. Then again, same thing, you should go to them. Why? Because bitterness is a barrier. That root turns into a huge tree blocking. That little root left uh, on uh, unuprooted, undealt uh, with, uh, not getting rid of, springs up and troubles and troubles so many. We need to say it. We need to say it. Uh, can you say, I forgive you? I forgive you. Boy, we need to say it. It's not about enlarging it, but expressing our faith by saying, saying, if you say. It's not about increasing it. It's about releasing that, that faith. If you say. I forgive you. I forgive you. Would you repeat it with me? Uh, or put it in the comments? Or even hit a heart, uh, that phrase, I forgive you. I forgive you. We'll never get to the point where we can bless them that curse us or do good to them that hate us or Pray for them that despitefully use us and persecute us until we uproot that bitterness and that tree that's blocking. By the way, we frame our words, and then our words frame our worlds. Uh, we frame our words, well, I won't ever say, uh, I forgive them, I, I forgive them, I, I hate them, I dislike them, I can't stand them, but I, I can't, can't. I, I'm glad that, that there's a break there. Uh, we frame our words, and then our words frame our worlds. Christ, in Hebrews 11:3, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. They were framed by the Word of God. Uh, in Psalm 33, by the Word of the Lord were the heavens made. And so we frame our words, and our words frame our worlds when we enter in that, that heart of 
I'm never going to forgive him. I, I'm never going to forgive that person. I, I'm never going to forget about that. I, I'm never going to forget about that. We're framing a world that festers and fosters and absolutely affects our future. A world of bitterness and anger and hardness and strife. But if we're saying, I forgive you, I forgive you, we're framing a world of grace and love and mercy and kindness. I think if there was one sermon that our society needs to hear today is this, rather than escalating it, he escalated by saying, I forgive you. And Proverbs 18 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life uh, are in the power of the tongue. And it's out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. Uh, and if there's a root here, it'll spring up here. Uh, and we frame our words, and our words frame our worlds. Well, let me give you a last one, and we're done. Uh, a word about offending, a word about forgiving, uh, a, a word about faith, and then a word about following it goes into this passage about a guy that did everything that was commanded, mechanically everything that was commanded, uh, and, and then the master uh, 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 said, uh, we're unprofitable servants, or at least that servant said, we're unprofitable servants, we've done all that was our duty, our duty to do, uh, and he's contrasting the mechanical, the outward, he's contrasting that to having a pure heart, a true heart, uh, an untainted uh, heart, and I guess that, that last part, a word about following, a word about following. Uh, we're following the Lord Jesus Christ as he's heading to that city of Jerusalem to be mocked, crucified, spit on, laughed at, nailed, scourged. Uh, I, I mean, he goes through it all. And as we're following him, he turns to us and teaches us a word about offenses. Uh, uh, every relationship, every situation, uh, every place has them. Uh, hence, a word about forgiving, not one time, not three times in a lifetime, not seven times in a day, 490 times. Well, we should continually be pouring out mercy and grace, forgiveness and love. If that be the case, Lord, increase our faith. I'm going to have to have faith in you that you'll settle the score. You'll correct that. I have to have faith in order to forgive like that. And a word about following, that's exactly who we want to be. Well, someone has to pay for it. Someone has to pay for it. What they did to me, someone has to pay for that. Uh, can I remind all of us that someone already has paid for that? With the Lord Jesus Christ dying on the cross, he already paid for their sin. And, and so I guess my charge and my challenge would be one person, pick out one person uh, in your mind this Christmas and give them the gift. Give them the gift of forgiveness. Uh, and by the way, it's not just a gift to them. You'll find that it's also the greatest gift you can give yourself is to forgive them. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.